All of the stories in Lent invite us to uh, think about what does it mean to follow Jesus. And our Lenten theme is reaching in, reaching out. We'll be reaching into our own hearts, thinking about how God is uh, reorienting us, uh, inviting us to live more faithfully and fully in God's love, and then how we uh, share that love or reach out to others. And um, our scripture reading this morning is a story from the book of Mark. It's about a time when Jesus encounters a rich young man. And we have written a contemporary uh, version of what that might sound like today. So let us listen for the word of God. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for showing up to the Ash Wednesday service. Happy Lent. What's Lent? Oh, great question, Robbie. Uh, Lent is a wonderful season when we uh, reorient, rethink about our relationship with God and our lives with God, when we turn our hearts to God and uh, really invite God to think about how we can be more loving in the world. Um, historically, it was a time when uh, people prepared for baptism, but now really it's a season of reflection for us when we ask God to uh, invite us to think about how can we be more loving, more kind, more godlike, and we think about what things get in our way. Well, I don't know what gets in my way. I'd have to think about that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, well, actually, I'm thinking about it, too. So maybe um, this week we could just all think about it, maybe pray about it, ask God, what do we need to be more loving? How can we be uh, more like God in our lives? Well, we'll talk about it Sunday. See you then. See you Sunday. Okay. Morning, Robbie. Hey, aren't you Jesus? Correct, I am. <laughs> Well, perfect timing. I have this assignment that I'm doing. I'm supposed to be thinking about how I can be more loving. I've been thinking that I haven't been showing that much love lately. Well, well, let's see. So you know a lot of this already. I mean, you're in church school all the time. You hear it there, yeah, 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 yeah. And your parents probably communicate this to you. So let's see. You've got to be kind to people. Uh, don't take stuff that doesn't belong to you honor your parents. Yeah, well, I do that. I've been doing that since I was a little kid. I know, I know. And you're a great kid, and I truly love you. So let me think. How to embrace your faith, grow deeper in connection. Hey, what do you have in your backpack, Robbie? Oh, just some of my toys. I always carry them with me. Ah, wow, wow, wow. Let me see. What have you got? Oh, uh, just some wrestling figures. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, like Batista or, let's see here, John Cena, like a bunch of stuff like that. Terrific. That's a lot of wrestling figures in there. I can see they've been kind of fighting it out. Uh, are you sure you need all of them? Well, yeah, they're mine, and I need the entire collection. It has got to take you a boatload of energy to keep those things organized. Well, yeah, it does. I get into fights. My brother, my friends, you know, like, they don't have any, so they want mine. That includes you, Ollie. <laughs> so, simmer down, lad, simmer down. What I'm thinking about is this. You might just contemplate sharing with other people. I mean, if they don't have any, and you've got quite a collection here, it could be very generous of you to share with others. Uh, maybe that way, instead of fighting, like all those guys down in that bag, then you could all play together. I don't know. I mean, I love all my wrestlers. 
hey, what's this? It's a heart. Ah, deep down in the bag, right? Under all those wrestlers. Well, and see, that's the thing. Your heart, that's my prerogative. And I would love to see you share with others. It's a sign of a generous heart. Well, I'll think about it. See you, Jesus. Hey, Jesus, how's it going? It's going great, Katie. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Um, I've actually got a question for you. Great. Lay it on me. Yeah, so I've been thinking a lot about love and a lot about what it means to follow you. And I was just wondering, what do I have to do to live out your kingdom? You know, to really, like spread your love and model your kindness. All right, so you grew up in the church and you know the drill, right? Love other people, don't hurt them, don't lie or steal. Oh, you know me, I don't hurt others. I'm completely devoted to you. I'm actually going to school to be a minister. I even work in a church. All right, all right. You are great. And I want you to have such a good life, Katie. So I guess there's one thing we could address. You want to come along with me? Oh, sure. Why don't you put your books down there, and uh, then we could talk. Uh, my books? Yeah. Oh, well, I have a lot of great ones here. They help me get to know you, actually. I have my Bible. I have my Handbook of Biblical Criticism, my Spiritual Formation Handbook, my Biblical Preaching Guide. That one is super important. Okay, hold on, hold on. Lots of knowledge here. Lots of big words I noticed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, um, they help me get to know you better, and they're so good. And you said you wanted to talk, what do you want to talk about? The resurrection, eschatology, exegesis? Oh, my, my. I think I'll save those for another time. But they're heavy topics, don't you agree? Why don't we just talk, you know? It's possible to know about me, but I'd like you to get to know me. Uh, what do you mean? Well, all this knowledge... This head stuff, it's good. But I wonder if sometimes it gets in your way, Katie. I'm interested in you and your connections with God, with others, with yourself too, my friend. Does all this knowledge bring you closer to me? Well, in some ways for sure, but I guess I stress a lot about my grades. I tend to get worried about getting the right answers, passing all my tests, just so that people will like me, my teachers will be happy, and even you won't be disappointed. I'm never disappointed in you, Katie. You're a gift. And I love all your enthusiasm and your interest, but there's more to life than the head knowledge and the good grades. Yeah, I, I guess you have a real point about that. That, that makes a lot of sense. Hey, uh, wait, what's this? Well, I would say it's something that you have been burying deep down in that bag under all those books. And I want you to set them down and actually get moving into love and service because that's what it's about. All right. Well, we'll see. I'm actually late for class, so I got to get going. I'll see you later, Jesus. Hey, John, John, come on, come on. Good to see you. Catch up a little bit. Hey, Jesus, say, I've got a few minutes before my Lenten small group starts, and I, I was wondering, what do I have to do to live the fullest life possible? Yeah, I'm just going to jot down a couple of uh, notes here. 
John, you're clergy and you've studied all this stuff. You know what it says in those Ten Commandments? Love other people, honor your family, tell the truth, don't kill anybody. Don't kill anybody. Okay. Yeah, I know all that. I've been doing that. Plus, I've been really trying to be faithful in prayer and in meditation. See, I've been using my Insight Timer app to get in my daily meditations. And I've got my Centering Prayer app for Centering Prayer complete with a singing bowl. And I even have the You're Dead app so that every, every couple of hours my phone just reminds me that I'm going to die. And that helps, that helps me remember to, to be, stay in touch with you. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's good, I guess. And, and then, you know, I've heard that uh, you're supposed to preach with the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other. Well, I'm really good at that. I'm really good about keeping up with the news. I've got CNN, New York Times, BBC, Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, for good measure. And yeah, see, my phone says that I spend an average of three hours of, I've got another app for this, three hours and six minutes of screen time a day just for you, Jesus. For me, John, you know I love you, and I appreciate what you're trying to do, but are all these apps helping? I mean, are you finding yourself more connected to me and, and your family and to others through those things? Well, they help me feel connected to people, some of whom I haven't seen since high school, and I can stay connected to current events. Now that you say it, I'm not so sure. I guess I do waste a lot of time on this thing. And sometimes the news really makes me worried. I think it probably just increases my fear rather than calms me down. Let me see your phone. There you go, sir. What's this? A heart app? Yeah, yeah. Because beneath all the technology and that busyness of yours, John, it's about the heart. Yours? Mine, all those other people in your life, it's about deep connection. But this keeps me connected. Think about it, John. Think about it. Don't overthink it either. Maybe you could let some of that go. Maybe just find ways to connect more deeply with me and with others if you just put that aside. I'll think about it. At least when I see this heart app, I will. Thanks, Jesus. I'm really great. Yes, Amy, nice to see you. How are you? So good. I've been really loving teaching Sunday school and getting out for walks in nature and just feeling good about life. As I've started Lent, though, I'm just wondering what else might I do to really get to live in a way that's faithful to you? What's the next level? Amy, I love so many things about you. I love that you are giving and I'm so grateful for what you offer. You know all the rules, don't you? Don't steal, don't cheat, love people, treat them kindly. And I know you've been doing all that. I really do. I see it. And well, you know, I think there's a way that you could grow a little bit. Um, it's about trust. Trust? Yeah, yeah. Well, why don't you hand me the folder? You can set it down if you want. Um, I'll show you what I mean. This folder? Yeah, that folder. Yeah, you know, I kind of need these. Really? So what's in there? Oh, just some, some papers, not stuff you'd really be interested in. It's just accounting stuff. Show it to me. I'm interested. You know, it's just a bunch of acronyms. You know, just CPA stuff. Amy, show me. <laughs> well, this here is my 401k, and, you know, I've got my 403b, and 
some pension information, my traditional IRA, my Roth IRA, my 529, but that's not for me, that's for my kids. Some investment funds, oh, and then some deeds to my rental property. Uh -huh. Wow, that is a lot, really. Well, Jesus, you know the 11th commandment, thou shalt, thou shalt diversify. I don't think God gave that one to you, Amy. Look, it's just security, you know. I've worked hard for all of this, and should anything happen, I want to be prepared. Amy, I love you, not this stack of papers. And you're always thinking about people. It's so good, but I wonder. I mean, this, it's a lot. Do you need all of it? I mean, I get that you want to be prepared and providing for your family, but I'm wondering if sometimes it's a bit of a stumbling block for you. What do you mean? Well... There's a lot to manage here, and I imagine you've even got some other folders at home I haven't seen yet. And I wonder what joy it gives you. Well, I don't know about joy, but I like the security. Plus, it makes me feel that I've been responsible, and I appreciate knowing that I can, don't have to rely on anyone but me. Okay. But what happens if you get sick? Well, then I can pay for the best doctors. Yes. How about your spirit? Well, I know money isn't the answer to everything. It's just I've put a lot into accruing all this, and I want to make sure my family and I have enough. Well, I get that. And I love that you want to take care of your family, but I also wonder how these papers bring you closer to me or to others. The folks beyond your family I'm thinking about, and Amy, maybe there's still enough for your family here and you can then share out. I mean, wow. Plenty of people in this world don't have all these things, these funds and whatever, but I think you have something enough for you, and then you can offer to share some of what you have, and you know, think about it. It might invite you to trust me more deeply. Yeah, I'm gonna have to think about this. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll take these papers back now. Oh. What's this? Well, my goodness, look at that. Because beneath all of the paperwork is the essential ingredient. It's what I invest in, hearts. And I would like you to see about doing that yourself. Think about it. Giving a little more of yourself, giving a little more to others. Okay, well, I'll think on it. I've got to get back to work now. Thanks, Jesus. Yeah, you bet. Jesus, hey, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm meeting you here. Really, you told me what time to show up, you wrote the oh. script. Yeah. Right, 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 uh, just vocational hazard here. Um, I I'm really glad you're here though. We're, we've been getting ready for Lent and uh, I've been thinking myself, you know, what, what do I need to do to be more loving in my life? It's a popular question. I've had a few other people stop by and ask me that. And well, you know, love people, be kind, don't take stuff that doesn't belong to you. Yeah, I've been learning all of this since Sunday school. Yes, okay. How about share some of your possessions? Yeah, doing it already. Okay, uh, the books, getting a little bogged down yeah. in knowledge. Uh, Jesus, who has time to read? Okay, good point. <laughs> Spend less time on your phone. Yeah, not me. It's my kids that watch the videos. Okay. How about give away some of your wealth, Jenny? Oh, I'm trying to do that. I mean, I give a little bit each month. Well, I mean, I've kind of gone through the list, and I guess, well, you're off the hook. You're doing pretty good, kid. Okay. 
Great, thank you. Oh, wait a second, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, empty your pockets, would you? My, my pockets, well, uh, I got a microphone. I just got some, some keys in here to the church. Okay, well, look again. Look again? Yeah, dig a little deep. Oh, it feels like there's a hidden pocket in here. Oh. What? White privilege? What? Yeah, keep going. Okay, citizenship privilege, Christian privilege. Jesus, I didn't put these in here. I didn't even know they're here. They just came with the clothes, with the robe. That may well be, Jenny, but they're still yours now. Yeah, but I, I mean, I didn't put them here. How am I possibly responsible for these? Well, that's just it. You may not have put them there. You might have just acquired them innocently, but they're now yours. They belong to you. And I wonder, maybe you should think about how to get rid of them. Get rid of them? I, that's kind of hard to do. Oh, Jenny, Jenny. I know you think it is. I know you do a lot of thinking, but it's not that hard. It does require a little bit of sacrifice, like you know, expand your horizons, stretch yourself, and kind of educate yourself. Mm -hmm. mm. Seek to understand people who are different than you, out of your comfort zone even. Uh, build some relationships with people. And your favorite, get out and be a little more strident and vocal when you see people being treated yeah. differently. Yeah, I get it. And um, I already do a lot for you, okay? So I'm actually, <laughs> I'm pretty comfortable where I am. And honestly, I mean, I'm just one person. I can't make that much of a difference. Uh, you check your pocket again, Jenny. Oh, oh what's this? Oh, would you look at that. Because <laughs> here's the thing, Jenny. Yeah. There's so many things that, that I love about you, your service in church and all of these things that you do with your family. But really, you know in your heart that some of this privilege gets in your way. And it prevents you from really connecting deeply with others. It prevents you from being the most authentic and loving person you can be. Yeah, it may be, but this is a tall order. I'm not sure I actually want to peel back any of the layers of privilege or really give any of them up. Well, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's understandable, but you know it's fairer for everybody. Yeah, maybe. I, I'm going to have to think about this, Jesus. i got to get back to worship, okay? I'll see you later. All right, Jenny. <laughs> see you later. It's hard to follow God. The path is laid out for us. It's just not easy, though. Especially when you add on things like privilege and wealth, status, ego, fear, these are challenges for us. And they say getting to that place with God, it's like a camel going through the eye of a needle. Hard, especially for those of you who are so rich in those things we've seen this morning. So you might ask, well, who can do this? Who can? Who can be saved? And I tell you, it may feel impossible, but 
All things are possible with God. No one who's given up something to follow me goes without blessing. My realm, it's different than the world's. Those who are first will be last. And those who are last will be first. Amen. We got Academy Award winning material here, folks. <laughs> Thanks, Robbie. So um, the challenge in the story is real, right? I mean, as we, as we heard, it's, uh, it's about the heart. And there are so many things that get in the way of our heart connections to God and to each other and um, to, to other people around us. And, and we, we saw some of those things, the, the toys, the knowledge, the, um, the wealth, the sense of identity, the technology. And, None of those things are bad in and of themselves, but of course they become problematic when they get in the way of our connections to God and to each other, when we put our trust uh, in them rather than in God. And one of the things that was really clear in the story as it's written in Mark and as we tried to convey this morning is that um, Jesus offers this teaching and, and reflection not to shame us or blame us, but because God loves us and Jesus loves us and loves who we are and wants us to have the fullest, most faithful and most loving lives possible. And um, Sharon Davis said in Bible study uh, this week so eloquently that Jesus really wants more for us than we want for ourselves. And so the question that this text and the story um, challenges us is, is basically what gets in the way, what gets in the way of our deepest connections and what gets in the way of living that fullness of life and that fullness of faith um, that Jesus calls forth from us. Uh, for some of us, it is, it is possessions or it's wealth. That's where our identity comes from. For others of us, it's in that really busy calendar or having a, a, an important role. That's where it comes from. For others, it's fear. Um, it's probably a little bit different for each of us, and yet um, God, God wants us uh, to live into that fullness and to let go of the things that, that hinder us and get in our way. So I want to invite us just into a brief time of reflection um, to think for ourselves what might be getting in our own way. Initially, when we planned the service, we were going to be writing things down and handing them in and doing all this stuff, but we're just going to have a, a, a quiet, individual um, reflection now, just for you to think about all that you've just seen and heard, and um, really to think about what's getting in the way of your living into fuller love and faithfulness. Um, what are you carrying around that God might be inviting you to let go of this Lenten season? in order to more fully uh, follow Jesus. So Gary's gonna just play a little bit of music for us for a few minutes, and just again, think for yourself, what do you need to let go of? What are you carrying around? Uh, what's maybe burying your heart? Uh, what do you need to let go of in order to more faithfully uh, follow God? So let's take a moment and think for ourselves.